Hello and welcome back to the 55-1 podcast. My name is Wes Berdine. I still remember my name. I still remember the name of the podcast. And I still remember these swarthy gentlemen who are in the room with me. Uh, let's, let's start. First, it's been two months since you've been on the show. Eric Silverbrenneman. I can't believe it. It's true, though. We, How, we, we actually looked it up. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. It's, it's been uh, almost a month since we've had a podcast, uh, a regular podcast, with uh, the, the, the usual suspects. But Eric, you're doing well. Doing you're, well. You're, you survived the holiday season. Yeah, good holidays. Uh, and you've got a weird uh, uh, no kids New Year's Eve party coming up. Which <laughs> yes, is no be kids ban after nine. Yeah. That one up. <laughs> yeah. Got a key party coming over. Down. And you can, at the end of the show, <laughs> give your address to everyone. Uh, also in the room is uh, uh, Rodrigo. Uh, how are you, sir? Um, I'm good. How's everyone else doing? Be good? Great. Great. All right. So, <laughs> this one's not like radio where they can't call uh, yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? So, uh, That's the other one. <laughs> and we need a Google number. That's uh, and number. you survived your holiday season as well? Yes. We survived a crazy holiday season. And uh, weddings and everything and, and Rochester. And New, Year's, back. New Year's plans? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if the invitation's open to me yet because to yeah, Eric's thing, but we'll see. I mean, I'll find a place to go and crash. You can. You can come to the bar. <laughs> and come to We're bar. doing the 1987 New yeah. Year's party. You know, you know, if I, I might, I might, I might try to convince people to go to that as well too. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm keeping my options okay open. And on on like the phone, the transfer market. I'm keeping my options <laughs> open. Nice. On the phone, uh, Alex Schieferdecker in Philadelphia. Hey man, you hosted Christmas this year. Uh, did you survive? Your your parents criticize? How, how'd that work? It went very well. You know, it was it was actually very relaxed. We had a tree for the first time, which was nice, uh, and uh, we uh, we made a successful meal, so I can report success on most fronts. A live tree? Yeah. Well, congratulations. Um, uh, and New Year's plans in Philadelphia? Uh, I'm going up to New York to, to celebrate with some friends. To the big city? To the, the big, big apple? Yeah, the big Whoa. apple. Are you doing the old ball drop thing? No, couldn't, no. New, New <laughs> York City. Smarter than that. Uh, well, it's good to have you guys back, uh, and, and listeners. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, there were there were some complaints, but uh, <laughs> you know some. But uh, you know, but it was basically just my parents. Actually, no, no way would they listen to this. <laughs> You do a podcast? Uh, no, but uh, thank you. You know, there's been basically no Minnesota United news, and I was traveling, and like life has been crazy. Uh, but it, it's great to be back here. We don't have a ton to talk about still, but uh, uh, you know, we're still gonna band together and do what we do. Uh, Fantastic four. So let me let's let's do do this. Let's uh, listen to big quarters. Come back, and we've got uh, little bits of news. about them big quarters uh this is the 55 one podcast i'm gonna before we it's basically all minnesota united stuff we're gonna talk about there was obviously the mls cup final that happened eight years ago <laughs> there was the re-entry draft that nothing happened there was the second stage of the re-entry draft where nothing happened there was the waiver waiver draft where nothing happened uh there was just you know lots of actually there was no panic because it seems like no one's even panicking about the team anymore. They're just in a state of lethargy. But yeah. uh, it's a three-year plan, man. 
But he would get three years, yeah, just lull us into sleep. Um, but uh, just non-Minnesota stuff. Here's the small team updates because there's the these are the small teams that uh, this show advocates for. Uh, two of them are in the shit basket. One is Red Star FC, the, the Parisian uh, left wing team that are in last place in second division. Then there's Whitehawk FC, which is uh, also my, my the Brighton team. They got relegated last year to the eighth division, and they are five points adrift at the bottom of the eighth division. Ouch. They're going to go down again. They are terrible. How's our Clapton doing? I think Clapton's actually doing okay in whatever tenth division they're in. Yeah, but Clapton <laughs> is like officially a hipster club. You got to pick on what? But they are our team. We own a share. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, football right. show owns a share. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, we own okay. a share. We have a. There's well, a picture you, of it, right? There's a picture mm-hmm. of, of Ben putting the, the certificate. Yeah, we have yep. a certificate on the board. Yeah. We're, That's we're great. Part owner. That's a different show, guys. <laughs> it's true. Talk about it on your own show. Uh, and then uh, good news is FC St. Pauli are in third. Yeah. Uh, they're three points from the top. Too. That'd be awesome. How long has it been since they've been in the Bundesliga? Uh, two, three years ago. Okay. So they're they're, they long. went up for one year and then came back down. Um uh, I, I was wearing the other day. We opened up early for a game. I was wearing, uh, I was bartending my FC St. Pauli jersey. There was a, a a guy in a FC St. Pauli scarf, and it was not obviously it was not a Bundesliga game. It was just it was, I think it was Liverpool, and uh, and like four of us were talking about FC St. Pauli. And uh, if they get to the Bundesliga next year and they're on TV, I'm, I'll be so excited. It's happening. We, we huh? can we can have that cool. have have the. Uh, St. Pauli, FC St. Pauli uh, supporters group. And uh, and then the other small club, Liverpool, are uh, top of the EPL. So Wow. Just kidding. They are um, so much fun to watch. They, what's, what's been fun at the bar is uh, we're still not open fully for like all like morning games until until we do the official reopening in, in February and I have a chance to like get make sure I've stocked it, have a bartender to do those games. But we have been opening a lot for, for random games. A lot of times it's Liverpool because David Zeller uh, from uh, Dave's I Know podcast and from uh, Liverpool uh, fandom uh, also lives eight blocks away and likes to drink at the bar and so he we open up a lot because he's like hey you can open for this game and then Liverpool fans show up so it's been great and if there are like if there are games that you that you listeners are like I'm gonna come and then you're actually going to come because I swear to God, if I open up early for you, I will track you down. Uh, I'm happy to do that. I'm so glad he um, knows where I live, so that's why I don't commit to those early games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but it has been great. You know, it's it's fun to kind of see people and like almost uh, uh, every time there's like four people I don't know, and it's like I don't know how they got here, but that's cool. And we've got a, a Twitter question later from uh, from a guy named Alex who. Came. He was for the Liverpool Arsenal game. He was one of two Arsenal supporters, and watched that drubbing. And we chatted a bunch, and so uh, nice. it was good. Finally, to to meet guys like that. Um, so that's our that's our uh, roundup. Except, oh, Goyas. Uh, Brazilian how, second how, division. How dare you Goyaz. lump Goyas in with the small teams? They yeah, have yeah. been promoted, sir. Are they in? We we are up. Serie A, first time in a decade. Oh, I forgot this. Okay, promoted, baby. So and and. Uh, the, the you know the the briefly give us the Peruvian link. Yeah, well, do you want to take it, Rodrigo? All <laughs> no, of a sudden, I, no, I have to share one of my jerseys. Oh, you're shy. Well, go you're ahead. very excited. So go, they got a new. You're, you're excited. I'm excited. Okay, well, then, go for it. They're typically not one of these teams like the the bigger teams like the Flamengos, Corinthians, São Paulo, Grêmio that that go for a lot of internationals and have these you know big budgets. Um, 
they started by getting a new coach. His name is uh, Mauricio Barbieri, and Barbieri uh, is a Mourinho protege. He yeah. worked with Jose Mourinho at so Porto. He's, so he's bad. Oh, man. Well, I don't know about <laughs> bad, but I hope he brings like a fraction of the madness and the drama because yeah. that'll make it so much fun. I'm saying... Should have gone. You should hold it, hold it out for Diego Armando Maradona. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's too much. Yeah. That's over the top. But anyway, Barbieri, from, from all uh, from all the the moves and things he's doing, he he's, seems like he's really taking it seriously, taking the job seriously. And his he's made a couple, you know, good signings. But then he went and they uh, they got uh, Nielsen Loyola, who is a twenty four year old. He's left back. Rodrigo, right? Left or right? Left, right? I think he's a left back, yeah. Left back. He played for... Um, Melgar. Melgar. And then he also was on the national team in Russia. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't national think he, team in Russia? At the Peruvian national team oh, at World oh, Cup yeah, Russia. Yeah. Well, he was one of the call-ups, so yeah. He didn't start, but no, I but no. I think he got some, some minutes as, I think as a he substitute. Played, he, he's played on some of the friendlies. Uh, <laughs> he's one of those that has, you know, he has a talent. He's... He, he he fits in when to to the to the Hugo Bonito that Brazil is so famous for. He's very so, very fast. And he's that, fast and he likes to he likes to dribble at defenders which is totally not Alexi. So that's always nice yeah, to Yeah. I just had this memory him. of the in one of the qualification matches where he just totally torches Burns. Can't Marcelo. wait for us to get him on a 6 month loan and yeah. <laughs> send him back. That's what I said. Uh, that is exactly us. what I said right to after, him. So right after uh the so ACL. So the movie. <laughs> yeah. right, 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 yeah, right. We'll, we'll this, the script is already uh, written. So, I know that's what I was thinking. I make. I was trying to make that connection on so, Twitter. Uh, you said no, never. And I was like, so when does when does the Serie A next season start? When, it's when? about the same time as MLS. I think okay. it actually kicks off maybe. Okay. Well, because Carnival, nobody's gonna do anything during Carnival, so it's like late February, early March. Okay, great. Well, so uh, let's use that to to move on to Minnesota United. Mm -hmm. Uh, They announced their season openers, the the away game. The season starts March 2nd at Vancouver against Mark Dos Santos. Uh, And then the home game, these are the only two games we know, April 13th at home to NYCFC. Uh, I, I don't know if we need to say anything at all about that, but it is nice at least to have a date to be like, the season is actually coming, and yeah. it's what now? Uh, you know, three months three away. Months. So that I'm I'm extremely excited, uh, um, uh, mostly because we put up the 143 inch wall screen HD TV or HD projector uh, at the bar, and so I'm I'm very excited. Anytime now, we yeah, should we we, we, we debuted it for the down. Liverpool. We we put up the screen for the Liverpool Arsenal game and. Finished it at the half and, and he it hosts like a FIFA so tournament, like FIFA oh game tournament screen. on that big screen. <laughs> That'd be fun. Ooh, oh, like wait, it. I want credit for that. Heads not. We can do that. We've got the. We also have a projector in the back, in the back lounge, which might be easier because then you can like have. Yeah. All right. Good. If if there are people who want to do that, you let me know. Uh, and then the <laughs> other sure thing they is will be. coming up for Minnesota United is January 11th is the Super Draft. Um, Super Draft. I was going to go, now I can't, so I'm kind of bummed. Uh, it's in Chicago. It's usually a really fun time to just see people. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. Let me go to Alex, because you, Alex, you're like playing Minesweeper over there in Philadelphia while we just <laughs> talk about Brazil. Um, do you, do you, I asked this on Twitter, and it felt like it was a controversy I was asking, but like, do is anyone good at the draft? Is it isn't it just a crapshoot? I don't think so. Well, uh, maybe. Uh, but I thought that Minnesota did well 
at the draft last year, or I guess still this year. Um, and I think that they did pretty okay in their first draft as well. Um, I mean, whenever you're dealing with players, obviously, it, it, to some extent, you know, Abu Dunlady's injury issues, you know, you, we knew he was fragile, but maybe you couldn't have predicted the extent of them or, you know, they, they thought that he would, they would be able to, uh, to treat him better. But I think that, you know, and, um, Thomas Diviardi, a player who they had scouted specifically and drafted, then tore his ACL in like the last week of preseason. And so, you know, yeah. that is the crapshoot of it, but that's the same as, for it. Yeah, that's yeah. the same as, as players in every, in every, uh, DVRD signed with the USL club, didn't he? I don't know where he went, actually. I can't um, But I, I, I think that, I mean, I, I like the players they signed last year, and they're all coming back to the club this year, which is a pretty good indication of success. Um, all the players they signed, at least. Uh, Austin Bold. To Sorry, DVRD just signed with Austin Bold this offseason. Okay, good for him. USL, yeah. Um, so. But I guess I'll, I, I think that Minnesota has been good at the draft. Um, I think that, I think that it, it, it makes sense to take the draft seriously. You know, there have been years in the past, LA especially was notorious for just like, just passing on their final picks of the draft. It seems very silly to me. I mean, you know, at the very least, you can, you can take a flyer on someone and, and maybe they pan out only one out of every 10 drafts at, at something like that stage, but, uh, that's still kind of worth it. <laughs> I guess when I, when I asked that question, then I went back and looked at, and really 2015 is the last draft you can look at and say, uh, and so three years ago, these guys panned out. It was Tim Parker, uh, was Kyle Laren that year? There was like four players who yeah. were like really good players. And, and so, yeah, it, it takes <clears throat> players you know, until they're 25 to really get a chance in this league. And some of them, you know, obviously some of them are younger, like Mason Toy. Uh, I, I guess, I don't know. I, I don't have extremely high hopes other than I want to see us continue to accumulate players who can now be sent to uh, forward Madison, uh, you know, um, like, you know, Carter Manley didn't have a good season last year when he came in for us, but who knows? Like, right. Like that yeah. guy, maybe, maybe someday he will be an MLS quality. Mason fullback. Toy is still like 20 years old, right? I mean, he needs game minutes. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that like, also it sometimes is depends on the year, right? So 2015 was a good year. 2016 was a terrible year. There was one good player in that draft, Jack Harrison, and one yeah decent player maybe keegan rosenberry and then there was almost nobody else who played regularly yeah and so i i think that you know I, the, these kind of things go up and down but i do yeah. think it is possible to be good at the draft and i do think that the best teams don't turn down opportunities to get talent especially cheap often domestic talent i think you okay. turn that down at your peril so We've got that draft coming up. It's still fun, at least. Anytime we start actually bringing in new players. And I, I imagine between now and the 11th, there will be, and this is complete speculation, there will be two players uh, announced. I mean, there will be a couple more. They, well, yeah, they, have, there's already rumors about, what was it, Rivas? We talked about him a little bit, Sergio Rivas. Not that oh, we know No, him, no, no, no. That was, uh, I mean, that was, um, Sergio Rivas is, is yeah, really that just, a mock draft, that was I just think. a mock draft. Ah, and yeah. mock drafts, Top Door Soccer is one of the only sources I would take for like 
evaluating college talent, but a mock draft is total bullshit. Right, right, right. Other than who are the top two or three people go- going to be. Um, yeah. But uh, Minnesota's pick is what? Seven. That's what I thought they were. And so seven is. Seven is it's it's not good enough to be, but you know it could work out. I think uh, it's the same one we had last year. I think. Um, what's his name? Who is Atlanta's uh, Julian Gressman? Gressel. Uh, Gresselman was uh, Gressel. seven. Oh, really? Seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so y- you can get, uh, yeah, Julian Gressel. Sorry, um, you can get these these kind of good players, but who, who knows? Um, it, it's still fun to to bring in these guys. Speaking of guys that have been brought in, let's talk about Greg Goose. Duck, duck, Gregoosh. Um, Jan Gregoosh. How long did it take you to come up with that one? Well, no, actually. The team started. We I give think, a lot of crap to that, uh, to Minnesota United social media, yeah, but their announcement was Duck, duck, Gregoosh. Oh. And I didn't get it because I, I had seen his name and I was reading it as like Gregus or Gregus or something. Gregoosh. And then once I saw it, I was like, Oh, that's really we had cool. Robert on the show, and Robert's pretty good at these Northern European languages, and he says it differently. So I don't even try to pronounce it. Well, anymore, it's East, Eastern European. He crushes it. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Central the, um, European, really. Yeah. So twenty-seven-year-old Slovak uh, midfielder. He's got twenty-two caps, I think, for the Slovak team. He was announced as a number six. You yeah. know, the team. The team is pushedly pushed very hard. This number six, you yeah. know, definitely. Uh, subtweeting all of their fans. Yeah, right, exactly. And and, and I I say that facetiously. Uh, Manny, everyone there knew they needed this role. It's not like fans were telling them something they didn't know. But they needed both roles. They needed a number eight and a number six. Yeah, and we will talk about... If you you read the announcement of the player, he sounds like a number eight. And that's what he plays for his club, right? But then then, um, they talked to Manny... And talk to Jeff Reuter, and and then he was like, "Oh, it's a, you know, this is a number six. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. So he plays uh, for Copenhagen. Played for Copenhagen. Um, scored a couple superb goals for them. Uh, and and so I'll, I'll set this up. You know, there there is there were a couple questions that came in from Twitter, basically evaluating this: Is he a number six? And I'll address that in a second. First, I want to say it doesn't really matter. The team, it's not like the team needed a number six or something. They they just need a midfield pairing that can control the ball. Whether or not you're going to call this one guy a six, you have a double pivot, whatever. I, I think that we're trying to get too smart in talking about this stuff. Like We just need people who can tackle in there. Um, <laughs> and Schuler might actually be able to do that but he was protect, you know. Ibsen was going walkabout, yeah. um, so we don't we don't actually know. We just need better quality central midfielders there. So, uh, but I will say this: I talked to a Danish journalist who is a friend of a friend, and we were chatting about him. And um, I'll just read this. I didn't want to take his message to me and, and put it out on Twitter because I I didn't. I guess I could have asked him, but anyway. But he he said this, and I'm going to read a paragraph. I've always liked his confidence. I remember a situation where Copenhagen had a counterattack and Gregush had the opportunity to pass the ball to one or two teammates who would be clear through on goal. But he decided to go around the last defender all by himself and succeeded and scored. To me, that's the kind of player he is. He might not always choose the right decision, but he gets it right a lot of the times anyway. (laughs) And he has a good shot on him. But he's also a bit reckless. On 
three different times he was thrown out of important European matches because he couldn't keep his cool and received a second yellow card. He played two and a half years in Denmark, and I never actually knew if you could trust him or not. And then I asked him about, is he a number six? And he said, no, I would not use him as a number six. At least that is not where he's been the most effective in Denmark. He needs space to roam. And I'm not mm-hmm. convinced he has the discipline to play number six long term. That's what I thought so too. Well, so that's what his highlights basically showed. So, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, you watch his highlights. There's it's not a six role, right? And most so, of his goals were just rebounds mostly. Yeah, I, I guess. I, let me throw it to Alex then. What, what do you? What's your response to that? How does that make you feel about this signing? Or what? What does it does it worry you or make you excited? It sounds more like Ibsen to me, honestly. But yeah, or, I mean, Ibsen was, and Maximiano combo. That's that's still my thought. Is is that this is a a player who is most similar to Ibsen. And by that, I, I, it should be clear to say that there are like very clear differences in the way that they, they, they seem to play. Um, Ibsen, you know, wants to dribble with the ball. He wants to, uh, you know, just take the ball on his own and, and bring it up himself. And I think that what Gregish likes doing a lot more is passing the ball. Uh, he was billed as someone who can play, uh, Will trap esque balls from from between the uh, the central defenders, um, but in the in terms of a defensive shape, he seems like a guy who is going to chase after the ball. He's going to hound the ball. Um, he's not going to play the set of Sam Cronin role where you are mainly shielding the defense. Mm-hmm. And Minnesota may try to get him in that position, but my first reaction, and I haven't, despite. Even that that article by Jeff, I haven't seen a reason to really, really believe like believe otherwise that this is. It seems like a sort of a double pivoty midfield, even if the team is insisting otherwise. Well, let me let me. So Manny also talked to Sam Stachel, um about it, and he Manny specifically mentioned uh, uh, um, Gregush's role with. Um, uh, the Slovakian national team, where he plays more, uh, he plays withdrawn uh, as as what Manny called a number six. And I, I I know the Slovakian team is very good. I do not watch them regularly, but you know he plays behind Rusnak and did he play in Russia in the World Kamsik? Cup? Uh, Gregush, were they there? Yeah, Slovakia. Yeah, <laughs> they were. They were grouped with Brazil. Okay, I, I don't remember the World I, Cup. It was ten years it ago. Like, <laughs> I don't. Uh, Brazil were there. Good for them. Hey, they qualified. That? Hey, congratulations. No, I have yeah. no idea. Yeah, no idea. I'm, I'm I mean, I, I, I mean, I could like look it up and then give a real answer. And Let then, us like, know, listeners, and then edit this somehow. I mean, I, I, that's the thing is, I would not have been even if he was, I would not have been paying attention. So I'm just, I'm curious if you got any playing time. But yeah, they were in the group. Oh, that's music playing from uh, the website I pulled up to look. <laughs> nice. He played last. Uh, yeah, him. Super pro here. Um, anyway, moral of the story is the real point is that Greg Goosh uh, is a player. Uh, Greg Goosh is a player. <laughs> we signed him. He's a DP. <laughs> Um, That's it. It's a player. So I have two things. One is that obviously there's going to be Greg Goosh specials at Blackheart of St. Paul. Nice. If Greg Goosh scores, scores, it's half off Greg Goosh shots. Grey Goose shots, but um, <laughs> we're going to call them Grey Goose. Wow. And you can and let them take shots at you? Be wow, goddamn cool. sure I'm going to be calling the Grey Goose uh, rep in the next couple of weeks and having them uh, come in and do something. Uh, but uh, little kickback. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What I got to back up for a second. <laughs> you said you said that uh, 
he reminded you of Ibsen plus Maximiano. So it's, so two Brazilians makes a Slovak. That's kind of what yeah, you're yeah, getting yeah, at? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a tall one, a some, tall one. Right, he's like, what, 6'3"? Yeah, yeah something around that, yeah. 6'2", he's not that tall. 6'2", 6'3". Hey, uh, hey, we're, I'm, I'm like 5'7". Says five, the tall seven, guy. What are you, like 5'9"? So, right? No, man, I'm like 5'11". I mean, t- compared to this guy, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So, I think uh, it was so, when, when, when he was announced, I think it was Dan Hodeman who, who pointed out that the club has a real habit of um making what seemed to me to be sort of ordinary heights into like giants yeah yeah uh you know they imposing stature he was like an nba player and i remember they did the same with bert bertrand uh a who was like 10 pounds heavier than me and otherwise the same height and they build him up as like a giant and i (laughs) I was like wait a minute what Shout out to Dan. I gotta watch. Disappearing giant. I gotta watch a little bit of the Liverpool Arsenal match. No, I, I, there, match I, I think the overall we just get a player. Him. My question is like, is this person going to be you know lined up next to Schuler, or is it going to be uh, one one of the people playing on even you know, one of the outside midfielders if we're playing in a four four two? No, he's he's going to be he's going to be in central next to. You would imagine yeah. if if we started today, he would be next to Schuler. Okay, um, but. but should he be next to Schiller when the season starts? The answer is, yeah, yeah. We well, need I mean, someone better than Schiller. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good segue into your other one. Yeah. Probably. So the, yeah. the next thing is now we're going into rumor territory, which is um, there's this link uh, between Minnesota and uh, this Malmo uh, midfielder um, Fuad Bashiru. Um, he is referred to as kind of a deep lying midfielder. Again, pretty you know, less roamy. Uh, than uh, Gregush has been described, but um, someone who kind of sits at home, sprays the ball long, does ha- is a very good passer, very, also very good at uh, defending. So maybe, uh, you know, maybe a little bit more of what we would refer to as that number six. Um, he was man of the match against the, the Malmo's uh, big Besiktas away win. Uh, and, you know, Malmo got through their group and now in, in the Europa League, and now they're going to be playing uh, Chelsea next in, in, in that in February. Um, they finished third in, in the most recent season. I first saw this uh, rumor uh, tweeted out by Matt Doyle. Matt Doyle uh, um, was uh, slamming his head against the wall because, uh, uh, you know, this is now now this we don't know what level of rumor this is right we we assume it, it has some legs to it in that it's not it doesn't seem to be made up from nowhere but whether or not it's going to happen but like going for two Scandinavian midfielders when um the success level of Scandinavian league players Scandinavian coming, player right yeah yeah Scandinavian know, playing in playing, the Scandinavian yeah, yeah, sorry. league right. players coming from those leagues and 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 uh you know um Basharu is 28, I think, uh, has I never played him. higher than yeah, the Swedish, you know, uh, Alsvenskan. And the success level of players from those leagues is almost nothing. Like there, there are yeah. very, very few, well, there's no good success stories and there's very few decent. Well, success. and for some of these prices that are, well, certainly for Gregus's price, I mean, you could kind of pick your country in Latin America and get some pretty high quality young talent in their early twenties for two million. What was the rumor on this one? Is it one point two? I can't remember. One point two million was was the rumor on this one. That's that's close to the money that we 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 got Christian for. Then kind of. 
Yeah, but when you're talking DP money and Gamtam money, yeah, I guess you're. Right. It, it's, I'm, I'm just it's thinking like really region wise though, and talent pool wise. Yeah, you could throw it around Comebol, and you know you'd get some quality, like young quality. Like I, I, I'm not completely sure that's true, because a few of these roles, center backs and like uh, imposing anchor midfielders, are really hard to find. That actually can pan out. You could throw it around but MLS though too. You could, and 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 I want to say this. So there, there's many conversations to have about this, and Alex, you can jump in next. But um, one is <coughs> we've talked about Dax McCarty type players on this team. Uh, your boy Yoshi Utun just went to Liga MX as a, in this kind of role. There aren't a lot of great uh, MLS midfielders who play that role right now. There's there's basically Ozzy Alonso, Alonso is. You know, he's 35 now, but there's Diego Chara, there's Will Trapp, there's Dax McCarty, four others who I think really stand out as good, great players in that role. Um, could Minnesota spend that gam tam that they have? They, they haven't used that for Gregush or, you know, anything else. Could they use that and get one of those players, you know, and, and really splash out? And do you want to do that for a 31-year-old Dax McCarty? If you're me, yes, but you know, uh, um, who knows? They they do have supposedly this little bit of a war chest for that. But I just wanted to add this. Um, yeah. I got to shout out uh, Mark Fangmeyer, who we had on the show on Saturday, because he brought this to our attention. So, so Rodrigo, you're out of this for a second. Um, you're out, man. For for Alex and Wes, Bashuru is also a national team player. Do you know what country he yes. represents? Yeah. Uh, com- Yes, Comoros. There Comoros. It is. Yeah, yeah. That's so he's he's cool. born in born in France, but yeah. And how many of us had to look up where oh, Comoros? I got is? it right yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> got to point it up in a map. Though. Yep. Yeah. It's tiny little that islands above Madagascar, yeah, like yeah. between Mozambique and Madagascar. Yeah. I bet those islands are pretty awesome. I kind of want to visit Comoros. <laughs> um, I know, Alex. Do you, do you so? Back to this question about Scandinavian league yeah. players. Uh, what what? Do you, what I mean, I want to. I'm really. I want to be really excited about Gregush, but I've I've been burned yeah. by uh, Scandinavian by my uh, obsession over. Yeah, there's uh, history. Um, uh, Bashkim Kadri, especially <laughs> uh, directly and, at FCK. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Help me. Do you either take me down or bring me up. Do something. I mean, I do think that you can say that that Minnesota's sights have have been lifted a little bit. Previously, I mean, we got Schuler from. Uh, Haken, I think, which is, was like a mid-table Allsvenskan team. Uh, Malma is, you know, the, uh, usually one of the top teams in the Allsvenskan and Copenhagen are a team with real European aspirations, even though they play, uh, in Denmark. I think that, you know, so, so we're getting, we're looking a little bit higher than we did in the past. Um, yeah, neither of these guys look like, you know, with, with sorry to interrupt, but Kadri, uh, Kadri was a recovery project. Right. Uh, you know, and which is Schuller much was very much a player who had played in Finland and then moved up to mid table Swedish teams. So mm-hmm. I think that, you know, I think that there's a little more reason to be optimistic. I also think that there's re- more reason to be optimistic because there's a lot more evidence that the club actually scouted these players in person. Uh, which is pretty important. <laughs> um, and, you know, we know that the, the, that the Scandinavian signings that 
that burned everybody in the, in the first year were, were as much on recommendations as anything. Um, so, so knowing that the club scouted the players makes me feel a little better about it. Um, knowing that the, the level of club is a little bit higher, uh, makes me feel better about it. Um, it can still not pan out. I mean, the, the San, uh, San Jose earthquakes, I think went to Malmo last year and got Magnus Eriksson, who was, you know, Seattle. The only, Seattle got him. No, no, no. He was, no, no, no. He was a San Jose signing. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, uh, and, he, he, you know, he was one of the biggest busts of the season. You wouldn't know it if you only watched Minnesota United games, but, uh, he was one of the biggest flops in, in MLS last year. I was thinking of Magnus Wolf Eichrum, who was one yeah, of my favorite from Norway players. I'm really bummed that he mm-hmm. also did not succeed, but yes. Well, I, I, you know, I, so I think that there are reasons to be, to be optimistic, but I, I think that some, uh, guarded, you know, some, some, sort of skepticism is warranted. And I think that's warranted with basically everything the club does because we've had two years in which not only were they not successful, but the club, I've said it before, they kind of gaslit fans about the players they were signing and their ambitions and what they were targeting. Uh, And so I think that some skepticism is absolutely warranted. And I wouldn't, I know I, I think I'm, I'm going to decide to be optimistic because I think it would, it'll be worse if I try and, if I'm not optimistic and I won't enjoy myself, but I can understand some skepticism and I, I wouldn't blame anyone for it. Alex, are you trying to say that, uh, FC Kubenhaven is not one of the top European leagues? <laughs> I don't remember how they phrased it. Did they say like top 10? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The, the Danish I, Super I will League. say that Magnus Eriksson did score against Minnesota United. There you go. Um, all the I've actually been to that stadium. I've been to Parkin Stadium. He also played for. Uh, he played in the EPL with um, with Cardiff when Ole Gunnar Sochar, now Manchester United manager, was the Cardiff yeah. manager a couple of years ago. Topical. So I, I agree with you. I'm on the. I'm just going to choose to be uh, excited about about Greg Goosh. and even like I. I, I mean, Fouad Bacharou like does seem like. You know, you read a couple random articles when you Google his name and look up news and be like, you know, he's linked to, I think the one main article talked about like Swansea and yeah, I, I think that. Who are now a, a championship team, we should remind Yeah, ourselves. but they'll also have Tom Carroll, who I've been constantly uh, trying to get uh, <laughs> Minnesota United to sign. Uh, I, I remember talking to Carl Craig way back and being like, hey, Tom, hey, Carl, look into this guy, Tom, Tom Carroll. like, <laughs> Tom, all right, I'll go look him. Yeah, anyway. Comoros uh, so, Island. I tried to, all played in your head. I tried to make this happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That all played Comoros Island's got to be like I mean, higher, I, higher in FIFA than some of the uh, yeah. CONCACAF teams, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm optimistic in the sense that they're actually doing research. Uh, when they're at <laughs> Bare minimum. You know, I mean, they did go to they did go to Cameroon, guys. It's not, it's not the, it's not the passing under the table note that says you should get this guy. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, that's that that's that's uh, at least we know that we are we are improving in that sense that yeah. we are actually looking to see and, and somewhat scout some of these players. Um, <laughs> I, do I think? Uh, I mean, anything you know? We'll see. We'll see when. Uh, what's the first uh, tournament that we have going on? It's early, the early tournament. Down in Tucson. Yeah, February yeah. something. Yeah. So I, I'm looking forward February, to be able to February. see what 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 what's made out of that. Uh, and how 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 players who have been announced uh, yeah. will, will, will function in that. I'm hoping that it isn't just... Hopefully hopefully we have a full team by then. Yeah, well... Right. Uh, we probably <laughs> won't. 
Um, but don't, uh, don't get your hopes up. The, the last rumor <laughs> is, and this one seems this is the most tenuous. Uh, um, Peruvian winger, how do you say his name? Kevin Quevedo. Is that is that Q U E V E D O? Yeah, Quevedo. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. He's an Alianza Lima player, and so. he. Uh, and that's the team you hate or do not? No, no, no. See, Alexi Gomez was Universitario. Right. So, Alianza Lima, Universitario de Deportes, I have like the biggest 100-year rivalry with yeah, Alianza. Right? Yeah. So, he's in Alianza Lima. My family's mostly Alianza. That's what I thought. Okay. Uh, I'm a Sporting Cristal. I'm a Sporting Cristal, which won the Centralizado this year. Yeah. So, so, I'm out celebrating for that as well, too. Uh, but, um, I mean, uh, he... He's, you know, he's he's a young he's a young player. He's what 23, 24, I believe. He's uh, a young winger. Uh, uh, he's he's got speed. He likes to dribble at defenders. You know, something it's apparently that all Peruvians do, like to do. Right? <laughs> it's the right? entire Peruvian team is he would just run. dribble at you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, to a certain extent, it worked. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> got I mean, him into the World Cup for the first time. Cup, in, you know, you know, know your no, lifetime. Question is, does does how does he take does he take his shots like he's taking field goals? Oh that's Oh, That's man. the Peruvian talent that I really am. <laughs> that we, we, we've witnessed, not the Peruvian talent that exists in this league, though. I mean, <laughs> if you look at it, I mean. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I mean. Thank you for I, that, I'm Alex. Not, Thank you. Goals are ba- the goal uh, is actually bigger in Peru. I don't know if you knew this. It's really tall for some reason. <laughs> I'm about to stop calling all he, your body. All, all anyone needs to do is have one assist or one goal. <laughs> Anywhere yeah, and they're more successful as an attack. I just don't think Kevin is. Is, the, is, yeah. is the right option. Well, it seems like it's already dead. It seems like. Uh, I mean, people are saying maybe. And, and, and Mark was the one that brought this up, right? Yeah. Mark was the one that found that league, and all of a sudden my Twitter feed was just about <laughs> about how wrong I am and how, how dare I how dare I advocate. I was like, I didn't say anything. All I yeah. said was, this, the, all I said is, here's, it, here's his YouTube link. If you look into the latest uh, August. Uh, Classico that happened. His his red card was pretty memorable. <laughs> so, All right, so, so at least he's willing to stick up for somebody. Let, but yeah. let, let me go to a couple signing Twitter questions. Is Gregush this from Andrew Beck? Is Gregush the answer in midfield, or does Manny need to add another top level signing, Alex? Yeah, we need to add yeah. a lot more top level yeah. signings. At um, least one player of a similar caliber in midfield. In, in midfield, right. in central midfield, someone next yep. to Gregush, and yep. so that Schuler is then the backup. Schuler should be our second or third. Second, like first or second backup in midfield, right. if we want to be a playoff team. Uh, who else is our current? Who, what other central mid? Like, I guys, I don't, we don't even have know. Else. I don't even know what team <laughs> we follow. Martin and Colin Martin, Colin Schiller. Yeah, that's our midfield. Yeah, um, and I was, I'll say I started doing uh, doing some of the statistical research for the Complete Darkness, which is going to come out a little bit later this this winter. Um, Bill Stenross is is doing it this year, and. Uh, the two players who surprised me the most, we'll talk about this eventually once I do, once Dave Leidig and I do all the numbers, is that Colin Martin and Eric Miller's numbers were really bad. Mm. Like, mm. and yeah, I've got to dig more into that, but I was kind of depressed because both of those are players that I advocate for a lot. But, right. um, okay. Toby Seisler says, have, uh, having signed a perfect new number six, happy thoughts. He, he so he's, he's, I think trying to be optimistic. That's my New Year's resolution, actually. I'd hope, to be I'd cautiously hope, optimistic. I'd, I'd hope the center back is the next priority. Who do you think is first pushed out of Heath's lineup by assigning Box Ola Coleman? Who would you bench? I mean, it's this is an easy question. Yeah, right? I mean, especially by Heath, it's going to be Coleman. Yeah. Coleman uh, but you know, as we've said, I don't want it to be. Perhaps I think we've said many times, like everyone needs to be improved upon, and Coleman always should be. 
considered that third, fighting for that second until he really takes the next step. Yeah, I think I want to support Brent, but he he. It's not like the defense was like right. showing was conceding less goals when he was in. Right. Yeah, it was just bad all altogether. So he just um, gets paid less in Boxall and doesn't yeah. take up an international spot. Yeah. So, so let's take a break now, and we'll come back, and we've got predictions for 2019. Back on the 551 podcast, we are going to lay down bold predictions. Uh, I will, I'll let you guys kind of adjust to this and kind of get some, I, I told you to start thinking about it, but I don't think you did do your homework. Um, my boldest prediction is that Romario Ibarra will become a striker by the end, by mid mid season. And he may even mm. become our main striker or we'll go with two strikers with him and Angelo. But I think that he will not be the left winger that, he maybe was initially brought in as, uh, I think that that will be the answer to the midfield, the winger congestion, as well as, uh, needing to score more goals. <laughs> but I thought you, I thought you gained points in soccer by holding the ball up. Uh, uh you know what? We, we, we decided that, uh, it's going to be our new year's resolutions to be more positive. Man. <laughs> so sad. Uh, so, <laughs> so Wait, what's who, this? Ours. Yeah. <laughs> Who, who wants to who wants to give me a prediction? Go, Eric. Sure. I think we uh, hopefully do get a uh, really good starting quality quality center back that uh, does a uh, above average job. And that, and that is a super mediocre prediction. This, well, <laughs> I promise them bold. Bold listeners um, are turning this off right now. How many Brazilians on the team next year? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any right now? Wait. No. Okay. No. They're all gonna, yeah. yeah. Uh, how about this? Here, I'll drop this one. Uh, so by June, we would have played somewhere in the teen amount of matches, right? So I think I think by June, we don't have at least five wins. Heath out. Okay. You think you're saying? Okay. Two and a half your plan is what you're saying. Yeah. What, what was that? Are you, are you, listen, are you listening to pornography over there? What was that? What? Was <laughs> that your computer your or mine? Computer. I think it wasn't mine. <laughs> no, it was mine, but apparently I don't even know. I don't. I'm still on. Windows I'm still on my notes. I, I haven't changed anything, so I'm watching pornography while we Ghost. record. Ghost, <laughs> what, I, I missed what Alex said though. What did, what did you say? Oh, I said two and a half year plan. Is yeah, two and a half. So, uh, um, give us, uh, 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 Alex, give me a prediction, bold prediction. My prediction is that. St. John's will defeat St. Thomas oh my God. <laughs> uh, by a score of 30 to 13. Ooh, no, I turned off the podcast. Uh, actually, uh, Eric, I want you to I want you to do this because I'm, I'm going to actually write these down, and okay. these are going to be our predictions. predictions what date, huh? wh- by what date will Adrian Heath be fired? i got to look at the calendar. Why don't you do – do we have the rest of the schedule out yet, or just stay away? No, we don't. Just, we yeah. don't. I just, I just decided that somewhere just in the teen amount of matches, beginning, middle, or end of June. Uh, beginning of June, sure. Beginning of June. Heath out. Okay. Uh, Alex, sorry. Mm, I was gonna have that, but I'll, I'll guess the end of June. Oh. Then, to be different. Uh, oh wow! Okay. Rodrigo, do you have any uh, bold predictions? He's got to say the middle of June. Right? <laughs> no, I was going to say, it's like either, either that or yeah, well, early July. You take early July, I'll take the middle of June. How about that? 
I'm going to actually say, uh, if, if we want to be bold, I will say that Heath gets, uh, Heath An lasts the entire year. <laughs> Oof. Okay. So I'm just going to do that. I'm, Wait, I'm, what did you say? No, I, I mean, they, they have stuck with him so far. I think that Wes's prediction is the one we should be assuming will happen. Because... Eric, Eric, pulled, out his, Eric pulled, uh, pulled off his headphones. He's not listening to you. <laughs> no, he no. refuses. Wes, it's not bold. Everyone's turning off because of what I'm now. saying. Oh. Um, I, I mean, uh, the team has, you know, the sunk cost, uh, sunk cost fallacy is real. People yeah. get, people get pulled into, uh, yeah. committing to this. I think that uh, the team has to, will have to be really bad for it to happen. And I, the team will have to be worse than it has been these past two years, which is hard hard to fathom yeah um, well we start with four or five uh away games and we're terrible on the road so mm. um you know what yeah. if we start with i mean they won't fi- they won't if we have five losses in a row they're not going to fire him before our home opener but right yeah. i, I you just could, you could set a tone yeah. for the season that then starts making sponsors like target go what the hell man right yeah, that's kind of why I figured yeah. that that, right. that my, threshold my, of my prediction three is months, that between five the wins. dates of June fourteenth and July seventh, we will have we between those games that we have between those dates, we will have a winning record between those games that we play within that week. Wait, wait, between which games? June fourteenth and July seventh. Uh, which is what? So you're predicting is, we do well at home again. Oh, the Gold Cup. No, it's the it's the Copa America in Brazil. Uh, oh. <laughs> so all the all the all the other players that we played, hopefully, will be out, uh, and then we'll have actually some sort of a chance to be. We'll able have to a winning record. Winning for, record for within month. that bracket, within that time frame. How much for the other Skeloto brother? Maybe we can get him. I think they're I think they're a, a, a deal. They come together. Boo. No, my, my, I think I think we will we we won't we will let in no more than. Six, 62 goals next year. <laughs> Again, guys, these are like the. This, oh yeah, we, we suck at this. We're gonna. I I predict that uh, that uh, Angelo Rodriguez will score more than three goals this year. <laughs> well, no one would have taken that prediction for for Ibsen last year. He would have scored more <laughs> than true. three. That's true. Yeah. Oh, Ibsen, we love you. Uh, did you guys see the the Ibsen candle that is at Blackheart? It's spectacular. That, uh, you know, that was great. I showed yeah. it to my wife, and you know what she said? What I said. Where's where's the Blackhawks soccer St. Boke soccer club scarf? When is that going up? And when is that picture going See, up? It's going up soon. Okay, I love that so it made it that many. And then yeah, and then Ibsen uh, liked the uh, the the Instagram post. So I love that. Yeah, that that was uh, beautiful. Um, so uh, like the um, like the Jay Demerit appreciation party. There should be an Ibsen appreciation party. Ooh. I mean, we, like we a, just, in the, like the summer version of the Jay Demerit one. Is, yeah. it, is it still one, in Minneapolis? One, one comes still in, in the winter, one Ibsen? comes in the summer. Yeah, yeah it probably is. I mean, probably right now he's in Brazil living up his life. Yeah. If you go to like Maximiano's uh, Instagram feed, you're like, that guy's guy's doing all right. On guys. the beach, yeah, he's, 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 yeah, yeah, wherever. <laughs> well, he is I, right I know because like his kid played uh, played for uh, the Salvo Woodbury team, so that's what I just I was interested to see if he's still kind of doing yeah. that kind of stuff. So. How about this one? I'll make a bold one. I would like. I this is this I is would re- like. That's well, no, this is ridiculous. But I'm just going to say it. Let's let's go for goals against from what we've been seeing in, in the 60s and 70s. Maybe being like halved. 
You think we're going Ooh. to give up 30 goals this year? You think we're going to be the best defensive team in MLS? <laughs> That's See? That's a little I, bit too bold. You made me jump on the board. You, you made me Write jump, no, no, no. Made me jump from down. one extreme bold, to the other. That's insane. what I'm saying. You, were say, you said I couldn't be bold before, so I'm trying to be bold. <laughs> At least I was going. To... Yeah. Well, <laughs> that, that is head. bold, I guess. I, I mean, I said bold predictions, not just say words. All right, all right. Let words come out of your mouth and see, all right, all right. see what happens at the end of the sentence. What did you say? You said how I many? Said 60. 62. 60? 62. Okay. So they 10 goals less. I think we will. All right. I'm going to move on to Twitter since you guys you guys are just saying words. <laughs> We're pretty bad at this. This is what happens. Put though, that, after, no, but well, after, okay. Being a supporter right, of this right, team, okay, this okay, is what okay. it does to you. What do you this, will, is, this is will, what happens will, when you've seen the same in, season two years in a row. Thank you. Thank you. Sixth place by the end of the end of June. That's not bold either. That's like where we've been every that's year. That's actually the second. That, that's well. That that is since there's going to be seven playoff teams this year. Uh, I I will say I will say here's bold. We make the playoffs, which is actually not okay. that bold because yeah, how's that honestly, bold? We said the last year too. But I think I think uh, all right. Uh, Twitter questions. Um, uh, what happens I, if we I, don't this is actually very similar. I should have I should have strung these in. Uh, Robert the Red says, if Minnesota United starts 2019 anywhere close to how they started 2018-2017, how many matches into the season uh, before there's a change in leadership, either Heath or Manny? So let me just, we were talking about this already, so let me just ask the question in, in a way. Uh, what would cause, how how drastic does it have to be to to cause either Manny or Heath out? It has to be like what happened to Orlando this year. Yep. Where it which, which, maybe a little bit less extreme because that was truly historic, but I mean they have to they have to be losing let's say 6 to 8 games in a row or like one 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 or two points from 6 to 8 games in yeah. a row. So and and like a and like a, a critical a, point in the an season. Atlanta like games. home opener type uh scoreline for our uh, you know, or cloud, just to, cloud you know, against all bad teams. Yeah, that would do it. I, it really has to be like the season has to be because one of the things that that has the team has sort of kept up this pretense late in these seasons that you know there's still something to play for. They're still in the hunt, and and you know anyone with a calculator can say that that's not really the case. But right. you know, it, mathematically, they've waited until like the third, the second week of, uh, until the end of the season to be officially eliminated. But if if the club is on pace to get eliminated with like a, a month or two to go, I think then you might see changes because at that point, what's the, what, what, why keep doing what you're doing? Yeah. And, you know? and for, for Manny, it really will take Gregush, who is now going to be, you know, if Gregush is a disaster, is a, you know, Demidov level uh, of like scapegoat disaster, then. Tell me there's hope. There's been, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Papa Dub says, uh, um, will this team pursue an MLS-experienced uh, center back or central midfielder? Should they? Um, I mean, central midfielder, I mean, you could still make the, you, you, we still need one. And, and Basharu, we mentioned, was was just a, a rumor. Um, would, would you... Um, Alex, would you take uh, a Dax McCarty, since he's the one I always kind of bring up, next to a guy like Gregush or uh, Schuler, if that's going to be the pairing? Yeah, I mean, I think that that I think that that would be 
Yeah, that, that would be good. It depends on who's available, right? I mean, and what price they're available for. We don't know that kind of stuff. Um, but MLS experience, players who are proven to be decent in MLS, you shouldn't, you know, you, you should take them seriously. And the club is going to need to fill some of these spots with players who they know can do a job. Players like Colin Warner, who I think did quite fine for Minnesota in two years. I don't think he was the type of player we needed to progress as a team, but I don't think you can have any complaints about how he did. Players like that. Yeah, you have you have basically four spots left to really fill, in my opinion, and that is another central midfielder, another center back, and two starting fullbacks. And if you have this war chest, fullbacks are going to be tough to, to get, um, but you can get an Ike Opara from uh, Sporting KC, and he's going to be well sought after, um, and a Dax McCarty. And again... You know, uh, there's there's other options, but I just my brain keeps coming back to McCarty, and so uh, that's yeah. Um, I hope they get the center back. So uh, Sean Goman says, let's say Minnesota United is the subject of a Sunderland till I die top uh, type documentary series. Uh, who, what are the compelling people storylines worth watching, and is it worth watching at all? Have any of you guys watched the Sunderland till I die? I haven't seen. Yeah. No. no. Okay, great. So we're perfectly we're perfectly poised here. Crushing uh, it. I've tried desperately uh, to avoid anything involving Sunderland for years uh, now. So. Well they've got uh they've got um who's the American guy? Who's the um Lyndon Gooch? Yeah, Gooch. Uh, yeah. uh so what are you watching instead on Netflix, Alex? Uh I'm I Rodrigo, what are you guys watching instead on Netflix? Uh Tres Porcento, Brazilian series. It's great. Second is it on Netflix? Yeah, it's wonderful. All right, write that down like without doing it's just, it's the just actual three. pronunciation. You just ripped <laughs> your headphones out. Your headphones three, three percent. Okay. Uh, okay. What are you watching? I'm watching 1983, which oh, is a okay. Polish uh, uh, um, one. So I'm just going to say if if three uh, percent um, is is a Minnesota United movie, what would that be about? I'm just going to change Sean's question. What? I'm conf- you want me to tell you the plot of 3%? Yeah, that make it about Minnesota United. The increment. Post-apocalyptic. Uh, That's the increment. It's a, it's a post-apocalyptic uh, contest where you turn, I think it's 19 or 20, and you can basically, you get to do all these weird mental, some physical, mostly mental challenges, and you get out of the uh, the favela, basically, and you get taken to a separate island where it's all... Shangri-La, happy-go-lucky. That sounds exactly like international football. Yeah, same. I'm trying. So, uh, 1983 <laughs> is about a, a kind of uh, alternate reality where um, Poland turns into a kind of uh, uh, um, dictatorial communist state uh, separate from the USSR. Uh, and so I'm going to just say, how do we make that ministry united? Would I watch it? <laughs> yes. I mean, basically, we live in that... Uh, Heath and Big Brother are always watching me and bitching to me about what I say about the team. So, uh, um, yeah. so uh, Jay Melger says to ask another question that Sean, by the way, uh, what are the what are the compelling storylines? Uh, this is Jay Melger. I don't know. No, no, Sean. I was going back to Sean's question. Sorry, oh. Sean. I'm just going to answer it in a stupid way. <laughs> Jay, uh, Jay uh, Melger. What's what's his first name? Uh, I don't know. I don't have the tweet in front of me. I so. met him. I, well, we met him at the he's a Pru- I've, I've, Peruvian dude who we've met at the bar. Or maybe you haven't met him. I've no, met I him. haven't met him. You've anyway, met him. I forget his first name. Melgar. Jay Melgar, Melgar. Um, Melgar says, yeah. will DeMarcus Beasley play in the next World Cup? This is because 
Demarcus Weasley, Beasley got Weasley. His, yeah, uh, Ron Weasley got announced as coming back to uh, Houston Dynamo. Uh, I have a, I have, I have a reading. Why can't, why can't we get Demarcus I say Weasley? weird things. Uh, and make Emmanuel Ortiz so much. Happy. I mean, at this stage, Demarcus Beasley will like just 60, never. Yeah, he? he's like the Iron Man of the MLS. We talked yeah. last year about how he outstripped Ibarra in a foot race. I remember that. Yeah. So there's got to be a role for him on this team, right? Oh, I mean, as a left back, man, come on. Oh, we've got Calvo. He's oh, Houston no, but signed yeah, him. Yeah. What now? Houston signed him. They yeah, signed him to he's, uh, he's an extension. So um, and then Andy Pola got signed to an extension too. That was my dream as well too. That's oh uh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> um, Alex Hovda. I think that's how you say his last down. name. Alex is the guy who I, I, I met, the Arsenal fan who I met at the bar the other day. Hi, Alex. Uh, how are you feeling about Angelo, Angelo, Angelo? Angelo. For some reason, the team has been saying it's Angelo. No, it's Angelo. Like, if you were... If, Does he actually we, pronounce we, it like, like that, who are, the, who are the guys who do the other... the uh, We call it soccer podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, when I started... When we when we signed him, I started listening to... To all the all the uh, games that he had in Colombia, right? Mm-hmm. And I was listening to the announcer saying mm-hmm. his name, and it was Angelo. Okay, Angelo, great. Colombian guys win. Uh, how are you feeling about Angelo? <laughs> Nailed it, Angelo. <laughs> Angelo. Angelo. Just say "an" and say "jello." Yeah, I got, I got, I got. All right. And how are you feeling about Angelo? Anyone? Anyone? Uh, I don't know. I'm just uh, wait and see. He he he's like. I don't know. He's fine, right? But but the most worrying thing about him is not his specific play, but how everyone around him got worse when we moved from Ramirez to him. Well, and it was his sort of. I guess it was about his play because he's not very mobile, and he's not. He is this sort of one straight line type dude who runs like a Scooby-Doo villain in the middle of the field. And like, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. not very fast. That is awesome. He holds up the ball <laughs> and he scores, you know, once every five games. I don't know. It, and his movement is not dynamic enough to, or, or it wasn't, I should say, dynamic enough uh, to provide opportunities for Ibarra and Ibarra and Quintero. Plus he gets and injured. So I'm worried if I see that repeat again this year. And I that's why I think that your your bold prediction of Romario Albarra starting a striker is is something worth considering because I, I mean I, I hope that they, they run that out at least once in preseason because I don't trust Angelo because of mainly because of how other people play around him. Yeah. I he's not he's I don't but, know, he's too clunky. That's, that's, that's my and, thing. And my problem is that, you know, we we talk about this um two, three year plan thing. And uh, the problem is that throughout this year, we had multiple versions of the plan. And all of a sudden, we've now shifted from uh, what everyone says, this is this is uh, what Heath wants to play. He wants to play this 4-2-3-1 uh, possession soccer, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we've now switched to being a counterattacking team that... Um, plays more directly right which long ball again those are different tactics that's totally fine do whatever you want but if you're building a team to do something and then partway through your plan you tr- start signing and trading players to do something completely different then that's a problem right like that that and and angelo and whatever uh jello mold <laughs> jello pudding pops jello bowl. Is uh is, is, is I, I don't know I'm I so to answer your question Alex I'm feeling 
okay about him. I, I again, like most people, I'm trying to not direct my uh, uh, sadness about Christian, who uh, we'll get to see in uh, U.S. call-ups th- right. at the end of the month. Hopefully this time, yeah. Hopefully, um, just at least you know, sit on the bench for once. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, last question from Steve Lindley says, what Kickstarter funded improvements to Blackheart of St. Paul is the most exciting? Steve, by the way, was like a big contributor to the uh, to the Kickstarter. So thank you, Steve, so much. I haven't really talked about the Kickstarter. It was uh, fantastic and successful. And, um, you know, largely it was not to fund the actual renovations, which, are, uh, which were kind of funded by grants and... Uh, um, the uh loan uh from the bank but um but uh, among the things that it, it let us do is we started to prep for the end of the month we're going to have end of january there's the uh death loon uh death loon eve party whatever the mid winter party that we're always going to have um where uh so i i paid an artist to do a saint who i will not announce who it is but we will unveil the first saint of the the patron saint of the bar, and uh, and things like that. Like it was a lot of like little things of being like, you know, it's hard to be like I'm gonna pay money to an artist to do a painting here. Um, so that's kind of the most because I just saw the painting this week. Um, most exciting part of that. Um, other things were. Uh, um, I did use it partially to uh, to help uh, uh, support buying this awesome Art Deco light that's going to hang in the front. So for, that was one of the only renovation things that actually partially helped uh, fund, and that will be badass, and that's going up in two weeks. So you get a foosball table yet? There's no space for it. That's the real bummer. It's a big bar, but like you know, there's so there's the pool tables, there's darts, and uh, anyway. Do you own the parking lot next door? No, we don't. It's the city owns okay. it. You should you should convince the city to do like um what is it like Doña Chela has their soccer uh, yeah work next door yeah I'm gonna try to the, get the field I'm trying to buy the lot next to us I, I, my mm-hmm. hope I'll, I'm working on it guys Jesus all right, all right, all right, let me sorry. just make this bar like actually survive <laughs> until the damn season <laughs> but, take the block Wes whole block I will say uh um so th- this is the the end of the podcast but uh, we'll we'll say what? a couple things. Thank you to you guys for being here. But also, we're going to have uh, another live podcast sometime in January. I think uh, teaming up with the Daves I know. Um, we should make it like oh. tri- we should make it like on trivia night and make sure that Alex is here and we just like whoever wins. <laughs> oh well, yeah, uh, that's that's Alex does like trivia night. Um, actually, uh, Alex can also just call into trivia night on Monday nights at the bar or something at Blackheart. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you everyone. You know. Uh, um, we will this Thursday have the bar open for the Liverpool Manchester City Ooh. game at two, which will be very awesome. I might have to bring the children. Um, and so, uh, wait, um, wait, wait, when do you kids go back to school? Not that week. Oh. <laughs> That's fine. Two p.m. is perfect time for kids. Uh, so anyway, thank you, and uh, it's super great meeting people out at events, but at, at the bar particularly because I need you to drink my beer so that. Uh, you How's know. the pisco selling going on? Is that- uh, it only sells to you and me. I swear <laughs> to God. 
It's horrible. same thing with my with the, yeah yeah. So it's it's uh you know there's a this we we have to do. I would have known. I would have asked you to bring a pisco bottle to the podcast, and I would because I ran out of pisco. So oh well, we can always you let me know. We haven't been to the bar together in a while. All right, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Alex. Uh, thank you, yeah, listeners. It's good to have you back. Though. I think we'll be back next week. I honestly don't know. Off season's weird. We're trying to get stuff, but um, I know we didn't get to with, the weird news either. Yeah, within the next few weeks, Which weird news. Oh, the whole Napoli thing, and the oh whole yeah, we we, yeah. we Na- covered. Minnesota football oh, wait, show that's Saturday. Right. That's right. We have we co- our own radio We cover show. the weird news on that, that show. All right, <laughs> that's everyone. That's we cover all the other stuff. Adios. Adios.